This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, this is Arjun. You know, some podcasts are a little too special, and this one is one of those. And primarily because the person I'm going to have this conversation with today, I've known him for nearly my entire adult life. So to start introducing Pratt Day, he is a global director of Amazon Web Services, where he has had several of the company's most, most important, important strategic initiatives over the last 12 to 15 years of his career. He has led AWS strategic collaboration with industry-leading channel partners and technology startups with multi-year agreements to go to market, and also co-sell differentiated cloud solutions. Additionally, he has global responsibility for governance and interlock with corporate development for due diligence and equity investments in the early stage startups. But the part that I'm also personally excited and I have to share on a personal note is during my days in India, when we both were going through our engineering, he was in naval architecture, I was in aeronautical. We were in the same dorm hostel for four years. And that's the part where I got a chance to know Pratt. We also called him PPD based on his initials. And I have been very fortunate to see him evolve from the student to the leader and the impact he has made in the lives of people all around. So Pratt, welcome to Secrets to Win Big. Thank you, Arjun. Thank you so much for inviting me, inviting me to this. So Pratt, let, let's go straight into first about what you're doing at AWS, and then we'll go to other aspects of life. So amazing career, amazing journey, huge impact worldwide. So let me ask you, what has been one of the few core things that has made you and your team successful at AWS? And again, as I ask the question, I'm not trying to know anything proprietary. I just want to know you. So what lessons can we take from you? First of all, thank you, Arjun, once again and for those kind words and and it's truly humbling hearing those words coming from someone like yourself so accomplished and if you talk about success i don't know where i start but i, I think i had a quote probably churchill on this thing and i think once he said that uh, uh success is uh never final neither its failure is fatal it's the courage to continue, that's what counts. For me, it's an intersection of several things. It's uh, what I value. I kind of, you can kind of imagine like a Venn diagram. It's an intersection of what I value and what I love, what I'm good at from my skill sets and what I aspire to be. And for values, I really value spending a lot of time with my family, 
with my 16-year-old son, uh, sophomore in high school. And I love spending time with them and I love being creative. And I, there's my one side of me that I'm a stage actor and a lot uh, like uh, what you call uh, the professional acting. I've done that and uh, performing arts. But at the same time that I also like this other things, what I aspire to be, I aspire to be a good dad. I aspire to be a good husband and I aspire to be a good citizen. And I feel that when I spend a lot of quality time and being successful as a father, as a husband, there's a lot of virtual energy I draw from it. And I bring that to work every day. And, and in a combination of that energy and what I'm good at, I have some professional skills that I acquired in three decades and I combine them together. I think whatever comes out of it, you may call it success, but I'm on, its part, on that path. And I don't think that in that pursuit to be perfect as a father or as a husband, I'm still learning and still on that path. You know, Pratt, few things come to me. I go in reverse direction. I really love the aspiration part because we being human beings, the moment we think we are perfect, there's something really wrong with us, okay? And I really think that aspiration, especially in relationships, is so important because the drive and the desire, as you mentioned, to get better makes us appreciate what we have. In your case, you know, you talked about your wife, Pia. She's an amazing human being and friend to all of us. And your son, same thing with me, Chitra, and my daughter, Raka. And the second part, when you talked about the intersection of value, love, and what you're good at, you know, what I've also seen is, I see a lot of people who play on one axis, x-axis. This is somewhere, they, are, they have some skills. Okay? Then there are people who go to the next level, who can now start adding impact. That is a y-axis they add, because now they can start seeing what they're doing, how it's add value. But then there are very few people who has a extra y axis, a z axis. In that axis, what happens in the z level is they have fun doing it. Okay, and that's the part where, as you were talking about, is seeing you be good at what you do, seeing the impact, but also having fun and bringing it with your values. I really think that becomes the lethal combination as you start going through. So now just a follow-up question is, how did you get to Amazon? Like, you know, to me, it's like nearly been a marriage for you all through being so committed. Like what got you there? And what are some things with Amazon that connected with your values that you have been in this long-term connection with the brand? No, that, that's a great question. I think uh, Amazon, it was not an accident that I started my business career at Dell and out of business school. But that's not what I... I envisioned my, my future to be. And I started in IIT Karakpur in naval architecture, and I knew I was not good at that. And, and, and it didn't take me long. And then, so, but I knew it somewhere, there's this instinct of a killer builder inside me that I wanted to put things together. So by virtue of that, and I think uh, my, I had to leverage my engineering skill to come to US 
because I wanted to get to building and get to engineering in, in some other sense, not necessarily what my core skills at naval architecture was. So they came to US and, and then, uh, then pursued my career in that and, and then landed up in business school. And my first job was at Dell because I saw like what a good sustainable growth in technology going forward. And technology was my passion. I thought that's the way I could build and combine my passion for building and, and some business instincts and creativity all together. So Sarah Dell and, and I saw that it's like that I think the combination of innovation and, and the pursuit to build something in an innovative way. And, and if you can translate that into kind of like a layman words in nutshell that I always loved kind of like simplifying things that saves company the money and time in a larger scale. As I matured over time that, that kind of transformed into kind of like creating something in a bigger scale. Either it could be new practice, or it could be new business, or it can be new capabilities at bringing it to a larger scale. And that's where kind of like that Amazon came in. And I saw an opportunity and that Amazon was looking for to lead in a, a finance leadership role as they're expanding their footprint all across the world for customer support center. They needed someone who can come and, uh, and join them and partner with their senior leadership team, kind of expand their footprint. So that's why I came into it. But again, I saw kind of like, uh, kind of like a match in terms of what my DNA is built out of, which is innovation, building, and 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 saving time and money at a larger scale. And I saw that opportunity in Amazon when I came in, and that this is the job that could give me. And that's how I came in. And I wouldn't, you know, it's not just Amazon and that what I'm proud of some of my successes or achievements. In the course of my three decades of career, I think there are few achievements I'm really proud of. Earlier in my career, I talked about that anytime I saw an opportunity to reinvent something and that transformed and creates a step function into the business, either in terms of gaining efficiency or in terms of process streamlining. And that culminates kind of like into generating a lot of savings and driving incremental revenue. So that's earlier in my career, but as I matured, as I said, that that transformed into like creating large-scale business ideas and then taking it to scale. And, and, and I can name multiple initiatives that I'm truly proud of. And it's not just me. I had to have a I had to have a capable and talented team who helped me do that. And I had to have a number of uh, mentors or champions who championed me in the process. I love that. And for those of us, especially early in our career, as you're listening, the few things that really hit me, what Pratt talked about is to start with getting a feel of what your instinct is, what your DNA is, because I really think getting true equity of those are very important. The second thing that hit me was, in his case, he took some of these to build the Pratness, 
which is he took the builder, the innovator, and each one together. The third, I really feel that is very important what Pratt talked about, even though he rushed through that a little bit, but I really think he simplified it. And that's one of the things in the conversation thus far, what I really like is everything is simplifying for me. And then he's pushing himself to make things bigger and also reinvent with a purpose. So I really think that is an amazing, instead of Pratt just telling us, hey, you know, Amazon and myself, we met and we fell in love. I really love the process because I really think for those of us who are starting our career in early, this would really be a good framework to build on. And Pratt, thanks for sharing that. So now let's go into some challenges that you're comfortable sharing. Like, can you talk about when you addressed a big challenge, what was your mindset and what was the process for you and team to overcome? at Amazon or anywhere else? A few things, a couple of uh, tenets I would leverage on, and I, I wouldn't necessarily focus on Amazon, but in general, but by virtue of being me working there for an extended period of time, a long period of time, and there's a core tenets and the Outer world is known, famously known as leadership principles in Amazon. That's part of my DNA. And, and so the number of things we do that any problems we looked at, that look at like what are the leadership principles that's many relevant to those, to that problem. And it could be can do we have an opportunity to innovate and simplify this problem? Or is it that we are trying to add a step function and taking a different course and taking our current business to a new frontier? And so we have to really think big for that. And in that process, we need to have a capable team. So we have to hire and develop the best. And how do we hire and develop the best? So we make sure that every individual that's within the team. They are built with kind of like all those leadership tenets in their core DNA. And they have the ability to push boundaries and get out of their comfort zone every day and take ownership and have a maniacal focus. They have the ability to roll up their sleeves and dive deep. And also at the same time, they can deliver results. And we, those are some of the, you can call it tenets or you can call it leadership principles. I think it's the basic virtues and the way we overcome those to your core question is as a leader, it could be different perspective. As a leader, I think it's two tenets for me. One is leading with empathy. And number two is making sure multiplying my capability through others. And, and touching on that leading with empathy as leaders, it would be ridiculous if we think that we learned everything by virtue of her wisdom and, and career length or, and because it is impossible to live in the shoes of others and understand their daily wins and losses. The only way you can do that by listening actively and learning from them. So that's a great virtue that I always try to embrace. The second thing is I'm as good as a leader as my people are. How to make sure the only way we can scale, we can drive growth and scalability by multiplying my, my, my capability, my skill set through others. So, and between these two tenets, 
These are big intentions. The only thing that matters in between bridges those two are mechanisms. May it be actively coaching, may it be mentoring, may it be teaching them how to push boundaries by assigning them stretch projects and taking risks on them. And those, those are some of the things, and hopefully I answered your question, but if they're specific I'm, and things that you wanted to hear, I'd be more than happy to elaborate on that. No, you did. But I want to push on one thing. You talked about think big. Most of us get caught into a tunnel vision. So what would be one thing that you will give an advice to people that will help them to think big? One thing. So thinking big is that doesn't have to be kind of like, you know, that, hey, uh, an organizational or corporate context. Thinking big is that that you found an innovative solution to something. And either could be a shortcut with an existing process. And you say, hey, if I tweak this process and, and, and you know, some of these redundancies I eliminate from this process, I can, can get the same outcome, but shorter period of time in most efficient ways. And, and it's, it's like that if someone gave you like 600 pieces of Legos and you have the picture inside and, and you could use, you can, you, you have a picture, but not necessarily uh, what you call a blueprint or a manuscript to build the pieces together to come up with the shape. The shape's just given to you. And you can come up with that shape like 15 different ways. One could come up with 200 as many pieces. One could come up and spend the entire 600, still not get that shape. Mm-hmm. And one could use in between. Mm-hmm. My whole process is that, is that, it, it, that can give you, uh, that, that can give you like that, how to, how to solve some of these things, simplify those. And can you come back to the question? <laughs> No, the question to me is a little bit more. Yeah, no, you totally gave gave the answer is, look, I love the way you talked about thinking big. And what I love, Pratt, what you talked about was it doesn't have to be a moonshot or a beyond. Anything that we do, finding an innovative solution to even an existing problem and knowing that, and I love the Lego example, the very fact you have been given 600 pieces or 200 pieces, you don't have to. You can create the shape your way and that is what thinking big is. It's all in our mind. And the excitement, my eyes lighting up as I'm listening to you, is thinking big. And, and, and to, to, it's someone who solved that Lego problem with 200 pieces. Mm-hmm. There's like, okay, how can I create this image and the shape in a much larger scale? And, and, and how many pieces do I need to do that? Absolutely. And, and having, that, having that vision and not, and also the nuts and bolts to take it to that shape, a larger shape. That's to me is thinking big. That I'm not done here. I just did a small sample test here, mm-hmm. and came up with the shape in 200 pieces. But I can do a much larger scale, much bigger shape with thousands and thousands and millions of pieces. And I really like that because to me, this you have emphasized multiple times is not feeling done. Always see how you can take it bigger, better scalability, because I really think that's the power. You also talked about leadership. I really want to look at is you have built teams, small, big, mega big, large. 
what is one or two things you look at in a future leader when you're trying to include that person in your team? As I said, I fall back on those two tenets. Again, I talked about one is leading with empathy. Number two, their ability to multiply their skills and capability through others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is extremely important the world, how the world is shaping today and how we are harnessing the power of diversity, equity in every workplace. And, and that's power. And if I, we don't know how to lead with empathy, it's going to be a failure. So this is kind of like a table stake for me. The second thing is, we, as we grow and we grow our capability and even we grow organizationally, professionally, it's impossible for us to be kind of like the single voice, the smartest voice in the room. We need others. We need to develop this capability. And unless I am able to multiply my skills, my capability, when, when I attain to a, when I achieve a, like a certain level, it's, I think we can't scale. We can't push growth. We can push profitability. We can, but we won't be a learning organization. Brilliant. So now we come to a fun part of the conversation, which I call a BS moment. Okay. This is the part where BS for me stands for brag shamelessly. Okay. So just take any aspect of life, could be professional, personal. I know there are multiple, it's tough to choose one. What is one of the big moments that you want to brag shamelessly? But more importantly, what makes you proud when you reflect and go back to that moment? This is totally putting me on the spot. Can, can, can you probably uh, rephrase that question? Maybe I, I need to understand that. Yeah, so, so that go back to any personal moment or professional or anything that you as Pratt is most one of the most proud moments. And just for making other people in your life feel good about this is not the only moment, there are other moments too. But I really want to feel that one moment of pride in your life that you want to sh brag shamelessly about? I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe I want to slide that time scale. And it's me now today, kind of like uh, a mature stage of my career. And then I slide it back when I started out, when I was in high school, like a 16 year old. And versus and slide that scale forward, maybe, 20 years from now or 30 years from now, if I be fortunate to live that long, that I would probably pick my 16 year persona and compare that with my 16 year old son and having a casual conversation probably in our living room, for example, with my bragging rights. And, and, and we have those occasional conversation, I call it like a family meeting either for his grades or for some disciplinary reasons. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I can totally see this conversation. It's like, hey, my 16 year myself, like, and if you want to be me today where I am at, you better up your grades. And I can totally see me responding, my 16 year old as that, hey, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I can mo make more money than you by acting on stage, because mm -hmm. I love acting. And I love all these performing arts. And you know that from my uh, IIT times. 
So I can totally see my my 90 year old smiling at me and say, what did you get? Hmm. By working your ass off like uh, 24 by seven, 60 hours a week. What did you get? I would answer like maybe knowledge and wisdom. And I can totally see my 16 year old responding back and interrupting by saying, your knowledge and wisdom, I can make more money than you by making it big in Bollywood mm -hmm. type of thing. So I, I can see, I don't know if there is a bragging right or anything, and I'm not good at bragging, to be honest. And to me, is This was a great answer. I really love the conversation between the 16-year-old and the 90-year-old, because that really gave me a perspective and a continuity, which I really think is very important. And you know, Pratt, what was amazing about your answer there was what connected with me was life is not just about staying in the past or being in the present or thinking about the future. It's a blend of all three and love the way you blended everything. You know, this was an amazing, fun conversation. So as we try to wrap this conversation, I have two final thoughts. One is anything we haven't talked about, you know, if you want to share. And also, I asked all the questions. It's only fair if you have a question, I would love to try to answer if you have a question for me. <clears throat> I don't know, I have anything else to add. I think this is always hard, you know, some of these questions because from a career standpoint, what makes you, makes an individual successful or what they aspire to be, how they view the world, how they're building their team, it, there's not, there's not a single and there's not a single answer that kind of like is the answer, and it's just a viewpoint, mm -hmm. and and the perspective. Hopefully, what I provided is what I've seen through my life, what seemed to have worked fairly well, and so that would be my probably uh, some of the wrap up comments. And the only question I have for you, Arjun, is that uh, what is that you want to get out of? Uh, doing all of these things and and because i have known you you've done you've been an accomplished individual by yourself okay and we have had our fair share of fun together laughter together we struggled together and we had our like share of achievements too and kind of like when we are and we are at the same age category and 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 at this mature stage of our career that what is that that you are that by doing all of these things, like what I mean is that podcast and your you 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 have amazing writing skill. I want to see that what you aspire to be. You know, the thing that I learned, I think you talked about is life is always about growing, always about evolving. And for that, I realized there are two things very important. One is you always have to keep the door and the window open because the moment we close that, we all of a sudden get confined in the room because right now, trust me, I'm the tallest person in the room because I'm alone sitting here. And I really think that's the reason the door and the window has to be open. And second is, I really feel this, the thought that you talked about is, Pratt cannot be Arjun, Arjun cannot be Pratt. Each one of us have to be who we are. And my funny daughter points out to me that, dad, even your two eyebrows are not the same. One is higher, one is lower, which means I really need to take pride in who I am. But in this, you know, the, the purpose of these conversations, talking to people from different paths of life, different fields, it just opens the mind. Okay. 
all of a sudden you talking in the Amazon world or you talking about your plays or you talking about your family triggers thoughts. Some are reconfirmation in me. Some could be, wow, wow, how can I tweak this and bring it to my life? Because, and that's the best thing I have got from these podcasts are one made new amazing friends or I got to know friends. Because think for a second, even though you and I have been great friends, we haven't had a platform to know about what you do before today. This platform gives me amazing pride and honor to know about one of my bestest friends. I have to put that caveat because if I call you my best friend, I'll be in big trouble right there. <laughs> but knowing that side of people who are very close to me are very priceless gifts that we give ourselves. So to me, this is a gift, but this also triggers mindset. And that's the way the mind grows. So to me, I think that's the reason keeping the door and the window open and these all plant seeds and help us grow. So Pratt, that's what the answer is. Excellent answer. Thank you. So Pratt, truly appreciate taking time. And this was one of the special conversations which I will cherish and I will go back and thank you. And I really wish you and your amazing family, amazing happiness, good health to all of you. And again, thank you for taking time. And likewise, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for the conversation. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>